You're smart. Your TV is smart. That's why you cut the cord. But you need one more thing. Alaska's news source. Watch live or when it's convenient for you. Here's how. Just search Alaska's news source on Roku, Apple TV, Amazon Fire, or Android TV. Install and enjoy. It's completely free and has everything you need in one spot. Breaking news. Statewide weather. In-depth investigations. Start streaming Alaska's news source live today. But I think really the biggest and most difficult thing is just the cost. The cost overall that, that schools have to incur um, is exorbitant. Today on the Morning Edition, lawmakers in Juneau continue to search for common ground with the governor in order to get more money into classrooms and get a landmark education bill signed into law. Plus, we can give them tools to change themselves. And that's what we're here about. We're trying to make them see another way in life. We go inside the gates to witness the incredible journey of resilience and transformation as a group of students embark on a life-changing mission at the Alaska Military Youth Academy. And later, it's a sweet story about love, loss, and the power of hope. After a five-year separation, see one woman's surprise reunion with what she thought was her long-lost cat as the morning edition starts now. Good morning, everyone. Thanks for waking up. Joining us on a Thursday, February 29th. Oh, yes. Leap year, leap it is day. Leap day. Yeah. We only get this once every four years. Yeah, yeah. so people Maybe born we can today. Leap past all this wind. Oh, there you go. I like nice. what you did there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's been windy. We saw those winds yesterday. Of course, if you live in East Anchorage, out towards the hillside, winds really haven't been a problem uh, for the overnight hours and uh, really favoring West Anchorage for most of those stronger winds that we did see uh, through the night. Winds still gusting this morning. We're seeing a temperature of 10 degrees. Uh, the airport seeing those winds up to 32 to 35 miles per hour that's making it feel more like nine below outside and like we were talking about yesterday if we did not see these winds uh, dew point is a very good indicator of where we would see our temperatures bottom out but winds are actually helping mix some of that warmer air uh, in at the surface and that's why we're seeing those temperatures staying right around 10 degrees this morning once those winds die down as we welcome in the close of this week and into the first part of the weekend well that's when we're going to be talking about those temperatures dropping down uh, near zero if not some sub-zero values wind gusts this morning uh, you can see anywhere from about 20 to roughly 50 miles per hour. Some of those stronger wind gusts have occurred out towards Seward, uh, Seldovia, Kenai, even into the valley where we've seen Talkeetna seeing a wind gust uh, approaching 40 miles per hour. But like we saw yesterday, really favoring western parts of south central uh, for those stronger winds, as well as the gaps and passes uh, out towards Seward, Whittier, uh, and Palmer, which will see some of those stronger winds as we head uh, through the remainder of your Thursday. As a result of those windy conditions, wind chills this morning, even though the air temperatures are sitting in the uh, teens, it feels even colder, anywhere from about two below in Soldotna to 22 below in Glen Allen, 13 below in Cordova. So a large portion, or 13 degrees, I should say, in Cordova, a large portion of South Central uh, dealing with those sub-zero wind chills. And you can see those wind gusts stay with us uh, through the remainder of today. Really not expecting to see much of those winds subside uh, until we welcome in our Friday. So be prepared for another windy day across the region. Uh, as far as what we're going to see temperature-wise, uh, up under mostly uh, sunny to partly cloudy skies as we head through the day. Another afternoon with temperatures sitting uh, in the mid-teens. Don't be surprised if at times today we see mostly cloudy conditions. We will see some peaks of sunshine. A better chance for some sun as we welcome in our Friday. But you can see overnight lows tonight should drop into the single digits. I'll have more details on that as well as that wind chill coming up. 
New this morning, lawmakers in Juneau are once again debating changes to how the PFD is paid. At issue is the wording on a proposed constitutional amendment that would guarantee permanent fund dividend payments for all qualifying Alaskans. Supporter and Nikiski representative Ben Carpenter says the House joint resolution requires the state to pay the annual PFD according to a formula in the statute rather than by the annual appropriation process, ending what he says is the PFD being used as a deficit reduction solution. Last night, multiple amendments were introduced, ranging from excluding those making $150,000 or more from being eligible for a PFD to excluding those who are not employed. But all of those amendments failed. Two-thirds of both the State House and Senate would need to approve the legislation before it could possibly go to the voters in the next general election. This could be voted on by lawmakers as early as tomorrow. Well, it's a bill that's run the gauntlet through the state capitol. It started as a proposal to increase rural school internet speeds, but now SB 140 is an historic education funding package that school districts across the state say they desperately need for their students. Still, Governor Mike Dunleavy threatening a veto if his priorities are not added into the legislation. Political reporter Steve Kirch explains what's next in this morning's capitol coverage. Education Commissioner Dina Bishop is offering what the administration calls clarification on the grant deadline for schools looking to boost internet speeds. This is lawmakers rush to get legislation passed by February 28th. But it's our understanding from good sources that uh, there's plenty of time to do this bill and not miss those deadlines. Some of those deadlines go into March, um, uh, mid-March actually. So there's, there's plenty of time to do that. The deadline the governor talked about Tuesday refers to the state's school broadband assistance grant program. In the education bill, lawmakers passed, but Governor Dunleavy has not signed. They propose adding $40 million to match federal funding, so schools can pay to boost internet download speeds from 25 to 100 megabytes per second. Bishop says while the application deadline is February 28th, schools can make requests for both speeds. That way, even if new money is vetoed, they could still remain eligible for grants. Those applications, Bishop says, are not finalized until March 27th. Bethel Representative C.J. McCormick says he was not confused about the deadlines, but speaking for his rural school district, he's urging the governor and lawmakers to reach a compromise. Yeah, so you hear a lot about how, like, if they're doing, like, a standardized test, which often is done, like, over the Internet on a computer, um, everything in the school has to shut down. Otherwise, like... Those, they won't be able to take those tests. Um, generally speaking, like internet is pretty slow um, and not as available for a lot of folks. Um, but I think really the biggest and most difficult thing is just the cost. The cost overall that, that schools have to incur um, is exorbitant. Now all eyes will be on what happens over the next two weeks. Remember, Governor Dunleavy said he will not sign the current legislation unless lawmakers add language pertaining to teacher bonus incentives in charter school reform. Steve Kirch, Alaska's News Source. The Anchorage School District is moving forward with a budget without final numbers from the state capitol. But for now, ASD's budget assumes the district will receive a $110 uh, increase to the funding known as the Base Student Allocation, or BSA. That's how they were able to add $9 million back into the budget. Still, the budget going to the Assembly for approval will cut funding for district administration. It will add more fees for activities and rentals and eliminate certain summer school options. You can get the full story from Georgina Fernandez on alaskasnewsource.com. 
A ballot initiative to eliminate ranked choice voting is now being formally reviewed by the State Division of Elections to see if it'll appear on the November ballot. Preliminary results show the repeal initiative backers have submitted more than 36,000 signatures from across Alaska. The group Alaskans for Better Elections led the charge to get RCV onto the ballot in 2020. It's maintained the system increases voter participation, saves time, and allows voters to choose more than one candidate. But Alaskans for Honest Elections says it's expensive, delays results, and can be confusing. Um, you know, my grandfather last year, um, in 2022, uh, right after the election, told me he didn't know how to fill his ballot. And uh, that made me very concerned. And so I just started looking into it further. And um, the data underlying ranked choice voting was very concerning. This is just the beginning. Uh, we're going to start, we'll be do, we're writing another, I'm writing another petition right now, and we'll be uh, starting that this summer. So this is just the beginning. Alaskans for Honest Elections submitted 36,982 qualified signatures. 26,705 verified signatures are required to get the repeal measure on the ballot. Those signatures are coming from 34 of 40 House districts across Alaska. The Division of Elections is still in the process of verifying all of those signatures, but once the review is complete, final results will be made public. And if it's determined the ballot initiative has the needed number of verified signatures, you can expect it to appear on this year's general election ballot in November. Charges have been dropped against former District Court Judge Margaret Murphy. She'd been charged with perjury for what appeared to be a discrepancy between her testimony and what she had written to the Alaska Commission for Judicial Conduct. The original hearing was held on January 8th, and Tuesday, Superior Court Judge Thomas Matthews made his decision dismissing Murphy's indictment. Court documents show the dismissal was based on four arguments. There wasn't a quorum, meaning there must be a minimum of 12 grand jurors. But at the time of the indictment was returned, there were only 11. The indictment lacked specificity as required by law. The independent prosecutor did not prove the grand jury with proper instructions involving the indictment. And lastly, it was based on improper and inadmissible evidence. The state has 10 days to seek a new indictment of Judge Murphy. If not, the case will be dismissed. The Federal Emergency Management Agency will inject more than $2.4 million into Napakiak's relocation efforts. FEMA said the funding is part of phase one of the community's managed retreat, which is a 50-year plan to move it as it currently faces threats of catastrophic erosion. The money will help the village of about 370 residents with relocating 10 homes, creating a road, and adding gravel pads at the new home sites. It also says Napakiak is seeing erosion at a rate of 25 to 50 feet annually. Still ahead on the morning edition. Thank you so much, Anchorage. You get rid of them. Come on out and see the old Boniface Rounder. You may have seen him. They you may have heard him. And guys. now Dave Allgood meets him. Now an Anchorage man is lifting spirits and playing professionally in his own way. Windy conditions continue across parts of South Central as we head throughout the day with winds set to subside into our Friday. I'll have more details on that, but first, our sunrise coming in at 8 a.m., sunset 624, 10 hours and 23 minutes a day. The National Park Service says Alaska's park visitation numbers for 2023 surpassed pre-pandemic levels. The agency says 400 national parks across America that count visitors reported a total of more than 325 million visits last year. 
an increase of 13 million over 2022. And in Alaska, visitation numbers topped record pre-pandemic levels. The NPS says Glacier Bay and Klondike Gold Rush National Parks were two of the top attractions last year. The Glacier Bay welcomed more than 700,000 visitors and Klondike Gold Rush saw more than one and a quarter million people. The NPS attributed the increases largely to cruise ship traffic growth. And of course, living here in Alaska, we have a bunch of national parks. Yeah, we know a thing or two about national mm -hmm. parks, Aaron. Even right here in our own backyard with the Chugach Range, as well as uh, heading into the valley, Talkeetna, Hatcher Pass, beautiful uh, outdoor conditions uh, with many of that scenery that we do have across the state. Wind gusts uh, certainly continuing to be an issue for at least the southern third of the state. That includes the Aleutians, uh, southwest Alaska here in uh, south central, as well as uh, southeast, where those winds have been gusting anywhere from about 20 to 55 miles per hour. 25 in Bethel, 45 degrees in Keene Cove, and uh, you can see those are 45 mile per hour winds in Keene Cove. But you can see the max winds really have been occurring out towards Kodiak, uh, where we have seen those winds gusting upwards of 55 miles per hour. So since midnight here across South Central, uh, we've seen winds gusting anywhere from about 20 to 60 miles per hour. Some of those stronger winds occurring out towards Seward. Uh, Anchorage has seen winds up to 40 miles per hour. Now, if you live east of Seward Highway, uh, you're really in the clear when it comes to these winds. Out towards Muldoon, uh, the hillside, uh, winds have been less than about 15 miles per hour through the overnight hours. It's really the strong winds uh, that have been favoring western parts of the Anchorage Bowl, uh, as well as uh, out towards parts of Jay Bear. But you can see as you head through south Anchorage, east Anchorage, uh, those winds have been gusting anywhere from about uh, 10 to 20 miles per hour. Now, Eagle River has seen some winds gusting up upwards of 25 miles per hour, and we're going to continue to hold on to those winds uh, through the remainder of today. Much like we saw yesterday, really favoring western parts of South Central, as well as the gaps and passes as you head out towards Seward, uh, Whittier, even Valdez and Cordova, seeing that potential for some of those uh, gustier winds as we head on through the day. We should see some of that activity subside overnight, uh, pick right back up tomorrow for a brief period of time, and then we really begin to see those winds die down uh, as we welcome in the weekend for the ceremonial start of the Iditarod. Winds won't be an issue. However, those winds, or, or however, the, uh, uh, the uh, colder conditions are really going to be an issue for us as those temperatures are expected to be sitting near zero uh, by Saturday morning. So notice the winds. We'll keep those wind chills below zero for most of the day. Uh, as we head through the rest of the afternoon hours, we are going to continue to hold on to those mostly sunny uh, and windy conditions. We're talking about a high of 21 in Homer, 18 degrees in Seward. Uh, notice with that slight uh, drop in the winds through the overnight hours, we could see parts of South Central tomorrow morning, uh, waking up in the single digits, if not some sub-zero values. That's with that brief uh, subsiding of the winds that we'll see through the night. 18 degrees in Whittier, 27 degrees in Cordova. You can see windy through the passes, so out towards Whittier, gust up to 65 miles per hour can be expected. So once again, we're going to see those uh, wind chills through most of the day staying near or below zero uh, degrees. Gusty winds continue into the valley as well. Not as strong as what we saw yesterday. Palmer did re uh, report uh, winds up to about 65 miles per hour yesterday. Today, you should see uh, lighter wind speeds, but still strong uh, gusting up to 45 miles per hour in Palmer. Now that seven-day forecast uh, showing that as we head through the next several days, we're going to continue to hold on to those temperatures uh, in the mid-teens. Expected to see as those winds die down, those overnight lows will drop. So by Friday night to Saturday, uh, temperatures will be sitting near negative one. Uh, of course, east Anchorage into the valley, likely we'll see those temperatures anywhere from about five to 10 below. And uh, then we see a slow warming trend. Welcoming in the, uh, next week, the Iditarod restart in Willow, 18 degrees and then low to mid-20s by Tuesday and Wednesday. All right, you want to certainly bundle up. Thanks, Aaron.
When you're out and about in Anchorage driving around, you may have noticed a musician on the side of a busy road. A man, an electric guitar, and an amp. Dave Allgood tells us about the music and the dream behind it. Well, say the analyst, he plays to a preoccupied audience. And as they drive on, he plays on. Mama tried to stop me short of stealing. On a rare warm winter day here in Anchorage, I met this man. Oh, my name is Paul, but I call myself the Boniface Rounder because I live over on Boniface. Playing some honky tonk just off the road in the snow. Merle Haggard, uh, Porter Wagner, George Jones, uh, all the oldies, Hank Williams Sr. This ain't the first time I've been in a jail. Paul sings to rolled up car windows, so why, you ask, does he do this? The music, the music, uh, it, it makes me want to get out and make other people happy, because a lot of sad people, mixed up people in the world. I was driving to Atlanta, stolen tags and almost out of gas. The Boniface Rounder landed in Anchorage by way of Arkansas. I was raised in the Ozarks, uh, country beginnings, and uh, my daddy shot pool and hung out in the, in the pool joints, and that's where I learned my music craft. Was her cowboy like he was in rodeo. I walked about a half a mile to a mile every day. In, in the ice, and sometimes I fall down. I'm 66 years old. I call myself the Boniface Rounder. Then Jesus came like a stranger in the night. Praise the Lord, I saw the light. So Paul wants you to know just one thing when you see him out here. I tell him I'm trying to make it. I really am. I'm trying to make it out here in this, with this music business. Won't take me back to the good old days. So if you see me out here, don't put me down, because I'm out here doing the best I can. And if you don't want to give me your money, just keep it in your pocket. <laughs> I, I ain't begging you for nothing. And if you're curious about what Paul does with the money he does get? Just to be able to keep food on the table for me and my kids and my dog. I was here an hour. Only one person paid Paul. His dream lives on. Uh, have a song in your heart. Don't never give up. You know, things get so bad for you, and it just seems like nobody wants you or anything. Just hang in there. I'm Dave Allgood, and that's... Yeehaw! Thank you so much. The Allgood News. You know, I saw him on the corner really? over the weekend, and now I know now the story you know his behind story. it. It's perfect. Well, you can learn more about Paul by searching for this Allgood News story on our website at alaskasnewsource.com. Thanks for listening to our podcast. Click subscribe so you can get the latest podcasts from Alaska's News Source automatically and stay up to date with breaking news and in-depth reporting available for free 24-7 with the Alaska's News Source app.